do 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 Welcome to the Fresher and Pilot Show. Episode number 103. We are uh, kind of like classically, technically inept, but this time yes. we don't have. So we awesome. made some sacrifices here. We, we forewent or foregone, forewent? We, for, we, we tried not to use the, uh, the theme song in, in the hopes of having better audio quality. Yeah. And um, also, I uh, have my wider screen here because I don't have Zoom on my camera thing now. I'm using a different thing. It's way more clear, though. So you can see all my my stuff around. I got my 3D printer here. I got my and whole microphone. You can see the edge of my screen. You can read my whole McRib shirt. Also, you have your eye patch. Let's not forget. Oh, yeah. Most but I got that to work. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's some give and takes this week. Yeah, still, so, after 103 episodes, we're still getting the tutorials <laughs> of the internet. <laughs> you can go back to episode one or two and listen to that. Well, we'll have it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> two years later. <laughs> so, uh, Fresher, this is I Am Parlance, and welcome to episode 103 of the Fresher and Parlance show, just to get that right off the, right off the bat here. Super off the bat. And... Uh, the big news had just come in right now, literally I right know, now. So the UK has voted to leave the European Union. Um, great. Yeah, so there's this is, you know, you're probably listening to this live or maybe you're going to listen to this at some other point in time. Um, but as of right now, uh, there looks to be roughly a 650-point loss on the future market for the the Dow Jones industrial average tomorrow, which is, uh, so it looks like the markets are roiled. The British pound is down about 11%. So right now they're roiled. And that's, (laughs) that's royally messed up. That's R O I L not R O Y A L. I don't Um, don't know what that means. (laughs) Roiled. What? Roiled. You never heard that word before? Uh, let's see. Let's let me get the exact definition of royaled, so you understand that. Let's see. Royaled. Royaled is make turbid or muddy by disturbing the sediment. Another term for rile, and rile is oh rile. Yeah, no, I have not heard that before, but it was good usage since it's you know royal and it's the UK and whatever. Um. It, so it looks like yeah. So the the pound is down. So when I was in in the UK uh, about a two three months ago, it was at one one forty five to the to the dollar, and now yeah. it dropped a, right today, right now. It's already dropped eleven percent since the the it has come in, and it's down. Um, it's down to one thirty three. Who knows how low it could go? This is like pretty bad news for all of the markets. I know. Frankly. I mean, I heard I heard that it was just fifty one point five six percent that like was voted for it's like really close so yeah i don't it's weird because it's like so i got a, a notification from the breaking news app by the way breaking news is a great feature you should check it out breaking news that both the bbc and the uh itv have forecast that the uk has voted to leave um 
They said that the EU referendum vote had a turnout of 72.2% of the uh, United Kingdom came out to vote on this thing. And uh, that's, a lot. that's way more than ever vote in the US. Yeah. It? So, yeah. So I'm not sure who the Sinn Féin is, but they, the British government has forfeited any mandate to represent economic or political interests of the people of Northern Ireland. There's, there's apparently some massive problems that are going to happen because of this. I, I, I've I been following. Understand, like, do you know much about like the political backgrounds? I mean, it's isn't it all about immigration stuff? Well, so there are uh, so apparently there's a number of 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 kind of reasons uh, why that some of them are truths, some of them are not truths. Um, but it does appear that, and it's and it's you could kind of make the similar. Uh, you remember, you know how Trump always says, "Make America great again." Yeah, it's the people who were voting to leave the European Union have a lot of the "let's make the UK great again." kind of feeling so yeah. yes th there is some economic there's definitely some economic things it's like we can make better deals than this eu kind of thing you know kind of one of those things but it's also there is this inherent kind of a bit of racism if you will or people who aren't white pretty much there's a, b a bunch of immigration problems as well as it, that relates to this whole thing. So right now, 650 points down in the market, the S&P futures. So that means tomorrow when you wake up in the morning and you look at the markets, it'll it'll be down as the market opens already 650. Yeah, I but mean, it seems like this is going to have a huge just economic impact on the world. Like that's our, like one of the biggest countries in Europe. Yep. So the Nikkei index is down right now, eight point two percent, because they're actively trading right now. Because you know that's the Asian oh, market. Yeah. Um, that's the Japanese market. The yen, the yen is strengthened against the dollar. Um, the Shanghai market is down one percent, and the HSI, which I believe is the Hong Kong, the Hang, Hang Sen index, which is down is down five percent, roughly five percent. Um, so gold is apparently up right now because people are fl going to safety. They're, it's up 7%. Um, Ooh, gold. Yep. Oil is down 3%. Um, and we'll see what happens here with the, U the, the U S market. Yeah. I mean, it'll just uh, be like a development. So does that just, I, I really don't know that much about it besides just, it, I feel like it only came up in my view, like since the last three days or something like this week, pretty much. Is when so I been, was hearing a lot about it. So I've been following this actually, I wouldn't say closely, but as closely as I could possibly can about this kind of exit. Um, when we were in uh, Scotland, uh, the bed and breakfast owners were happy to talk about this situation. And they made a lot of comparisons to this guy named Boris Johnson to Donald Trump. Yeah. They said Boris, Boris Johnson was the Donald Trump of, of the UK. Um so here, here's an interesting thing is that uh, here, here's some interesting facts. David Cameron, who was against the British exit, okay, yeah. said, which was an unusual political strategy, said, vote for me, even though I'm against it, because I'm going to be the one that's going to give you the referendum to vote, uh, to vote to either stay or keep be in the European Union, even though he was pro staying in. Yeah. So now that he, now that they said now that if this vote came through, and that, and if they lost, like let's say they were they voted to exit, which they did, this now means David Cameron pretty much has to resign. So no, because he be... set the whole thing up so it could pass. No, he set up the whole thing in a way to get reelected. 
but he's oh. against the exit. So it was like this reverse like psychology strategy. Yeah. Which is like because he never thought it could ever actually pass. So he used he's like, hey, if you vote for me, because no one else said they could do it. He said, if you vote for me, I have enough votes to get this referendum on a ballot. And so even though I don't agree with it, I'll put it up to vote. And now that he, even though he's still against it, now that they, it's kind of a vote on him as well. It's a referendum on the current leadership. So there's going to be a whole new leadership probably in the UK. This is kind of troubling. I think it's a little bit troubling. Yeah, I mean, um, I, th- I like just thinking of all the ramifications. I mean, like what about just all the passports and just like interchangeability? Of, I mean, it just separates the UK from Europe pretty much. Yeah. Like, which yeah. is like, I mean... Like none of the, like the main. It seems like it's the EU is like doing a pretty good job. I thought like at unifying. Anyways, I don't know about the policies that much, but so there is been there's been some hinting, uh, kind of like this subtle like kind of we don't want to kind of the rhetoric of like G- Germany being a a problem nation, you know, because effectively the European Union is controlled by Germany because yeah. they're the most they're the strongest and most powerful, especially the financial one that the yeah you know. right. Right, but the Which UK is, didn't use that anyways. No, but do you understand? Even though they didn't use the euro, the the they were part of this economic group. They were even though they were part of the they were part of the EU, but they don't use the euro. But it doesn't matter. Is that th- what I'm saying? Is is that even though that they are on the pound, they still have well, to conform to a lot of the trade and stuff that's part of the the EU. So the borders are open, immigration. So if you're from one country, you could move to the London and and still work in London, even though, you know, you're not necessarily a citizen of the of the UK because you're part of the European Union, which is kind of like part of the reciprocity of being part of the EU. Yeah. So this is, kind of, this is kind of what you were talking about, how it, it's, it's sort of related to kind of race or whatever, or, or kind of something like that. So, um, but what I'm saying is, is that there was some rhetoric coming from the, this, it's a very, think of it as like a very far, a far right movement. Um, and some of them that support this uh, leaving were actually straight up fascists. And yeah. uh, one of them who was a supporter of the of the British exit actually murdered a pro last week, shot someone. Oh, yeah, I heard her. about that. Like the girl and like they shot him and then just stabbed him a bunch. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Too. And I think in court, like they said that their name was something ridiculous, like british uh leave the eu that was like their name they said their name was like like british for britain forever or britain independence or something like that they said something ridiculous along those lines so um in any case they implied that because germany is the main power of um the eu it's it's similar to what the germans tried to do during world war ii so they were making at that as well so that was kind of kind of negative sentiment getting thrown out there like, hey, you want to be part of the EU? Then did you remember Nazi Germany? Kind of one of those like tongue in cheek kind of moments. So definitely tomorrow is going to be here forever. So I mean, it's just catching on there. So we shall see what happens uh, tomorrow. I think it's going to be it's going to be a straight up shit show. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, like. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, I think t- the news will be dominated by this uh, for the next couple days. And then what they're going to have to do now is figure it all out. So um, uh, pretty cool that we got to talk about that right now because it's, it is breaking yeah. news. But so Also, what I was wondering, like, how is this like as of the vote they're out or is this like the proceedings of how they would gracefully exit? 
Um, so I'm not that part. I'm not exactly sure because I don't think it's actually known. Um, but I think it's much like every like, you know how Washington State made marijuana legal. So yeah. it's kind of like it wasn't technically legal because you couldn't buy it, but the you know the possession laws were in effect. So like theoretically, you could you couldn't buy it, but you could possess it, kind of thing. I think it's similar to that. So like technically, they're they're they vote to be away from the EU, but they're in the EU until they could sort of sort out like how they're out of the EU. It's not like yeah, I wonder. Like, I wonder if there's going to be a bunch of like oh, I didn't even think of that like basically hate crime type stuff of everyone who's working under an EU passport in the UK. Well, I mean, arguably they could, I think they could theoretically make people leave. You know what I'm saying? They could just make people leave. You're no longer welcome here. Um, there are ramifications. So London is right now considered a financial, the financial center of the, of, of Europe. Yeah. And it's very possible that London will lose a lot of that business because they could either, they could go to, uh, you know, they go to Amsterdam. Because Amsterdam is the second biggest market, they could all the jobs could just go there. It's not gonna. It may not be a financial center anymore. It's very possible that this a lot of things could all move to mainland the mainland Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So uh, yeah, well, I'm it's, glad that it's you're so knowledgeable about it to explain it to me and our listeners right now because I was wondering these questions people want to know. So what they're gonna have to do now is they were saying we're gonna make better deals. The problem is is that most if not everything outside of basically some of the british petroleum stuff like the petrol is is easily obtained through other sources like you know you don't yeah, need to use the... like like the uk really like they have the same thing like when i watch it crowd where they have like the made in britain label on something and then it's totally falling apart because nothing made in britain's any good <laughs> right yeah That's the same way people do that here with made in the usa and then it's like falling apart <laughs> i mean that's I guess the point is, is I guess I, I, I want to say it's Norway is not part of the EU, but they were able to negotiate really good trade deals with the EU because they have um, all of the oil fields up in the north. Yeah. And so like they were able to do that. And by doing so, they actually have something that the Europeans want, which is, you know, oil. The UK doesn't necessarily have that. So it's kind of naive for the people to think that all of a sudden they're going to be able to negotiate the same stuff. I've heard counter arguments to this where it's just like they're going to have to conform to the rules anyway. So like even though they're not technically part of the EU, if they want to do business with the EU, they're going to pretty much have to going to they're pretty going to have they're pretty much going to have to negotiate the exact same terms independently of the EU. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to have to yeah, follow all yeah. the, the regulations and everything. even And so it's like kind of moot, but they lose some of the benefits of being part of the EU. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's, it's kind of, I think it's going to be a, it's where do you a think, shit. Uh, where do you think the UK's Canada for people like, I'm out of here. I don't want to be part of it. Would it be Amsterdam? Ooh, I don't think they're, I mean, frankly, I don't even, they'll get booted. I don't know. Iceland maybe? I think Iceland will take No, them. no, no. I mean like, a bunch of Americans are are always like, oh, if Trump gets elected, I'm like moving to Canada or, you know, something like that. Maybe if Ireland people were to say something like that. What do you think the place would be? I would say Ireland. Ireland? Huh. Oh, that's true. Because it's still going to be part of the EU. Yeah. Ireland. That's a good point. Yeah. I wonder about Ireland. Or France, maybe. I'm moving to France. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds classy. Yeah. <laughs> So um, France is the Canada of the UK? <laughs> probably. I mean, there's no really comparable thing, but I like to say it that way. 
Well, I mean, if Scotland declared, it would be interesting if Scotland then went and declared their oh, yeah, independence. They, they like didn't pass theirs, right? They didn't pass theirs, but they're they're thinking of putting it up for a vote again. So it'd be yeah. really ironic if if Scotland voted for their independence and then joined the EU. Oh, that would be pretty crazy. So, um, so we'll see how how that how that goes. Um, speaking of independence, yeah, what if all of those parts just break off? Like all of the the Commonwealth. Was, oh yeah, well yeah, Commonwealth already wasn't part of EU in general, anyways. No, no. So I think I mean, from what I understand, based off of the comments I'm seeing, is that Northern Ireland is already uh, already pissed off. So maybe Northern Ireland splits away and becomes part of the, of this. Could be like there could be ramifications we're completely unaware of because we don't know how people are going to react here. This is like I, I don't. I'm not happy with the current state of the world right now. I know that's crazy, and I and I hate to say that because. I feel like every person who's my age through history of time is like, Oh, the world is shit. You know, like I feel like, but I honestly feel like the world is shit. Look, we're not in world war two shit, but we're still, it's pretty shitty. I mean, it's yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's relatively good actually, but still like it's going in a weird direction. It's going in a weird direction. And I'm, what I'm thinking is like, it's, uh, are we on the precipice of something pretty terrible is what I'm wondering. Or is it just like, you know, shit happens and we move on? Maybe it'll be for the better. I don't know, somehow. Maybe. Who knows? I Somehow, I, it, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I can't predict how this could go. I don't think anyone really could predict because it's unprecedented. I mean, I listen to a lot of like pretty like wonky podcasts. What was the other thing that was unprecedented today? Uh, there was something else unprecedented today? It was. It was like a percentage. Five percent or something. Oh, the drop in the the pound. No, it was something before that. Oh, I'm not sure. You you were talking about it earlier today. Um, I don't know. My commute time for a Thursday morning was unprecedented. <laughs> Speaking of commute times, uh, President Obama is going to be here tomorrow and Saturday, and it's going to close all the freeways in case. Nobody in Seattle really listens to this anyways, but I mean, yeah, they do. They do. They do. Sorry, guys. But that's crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of like worried about my commute tomorrow. I have to be in the office, so I can't work from home. So it, I'm kind of worried that it's going to be kind of like terrible. And I'm certain it's going to be terrible. So, um, but, uh, you know, speaking of independence, this movie opening this weekend, Independence Day, the sequel, 20 years after the original. Is, wait, is, wait, when is July 4th? Uh, two weeks from now? Two oh, weekends two, from so now. So wait, not this weekend, but the one after, or farther? No, I'm talking about the four, uh, Independence Day, the movie. It comes out I this know, weekend. Know, but I'm just wondering, I've like, made me think about when. I think July 4th is uh, two yes. Mondays from now. Two Mondays from now. It's on a Monday? Yeah. Do we get we get that off right? Yes. So you get a long weekend, two week next weekend. Um. So I just wanted to recount um. Going to see Independence Day. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but Independence Day back in 1996 was a big, a big, a big, big effing deal. Yeah, I was pretty excited to see it. Plus, I really like Will Smith. I know that was Will Smith, pretty much at his peak. Yeah, I would say. Um. This was that was a big blockbuster pre-Oscar winning 
Will Smith, Oscar nominated Will Smith. And um, I remember the movie came out. I saw it on opening day. Uh, actually, I believe I, I believe I saw it July 3rd. They had like a special advanced screening. Were you excited for it? Yeah. So do you remember like they did like July, th- like July 2nd and then it would like go black and then they would go July 3rd and then it would go black. Do you remember how they would do that every new day? They would go to yeah, a black yeah. screen. So when we were, I was so pumped to see it. The crowd was so excited at like day when they would do the days, people would clap like loudly <laughs> in the middle of the, in the middle of the movie as the days ended. It was probably, I'm going to say arguably the most excited I've ever seen a movie theater crowd. Wow. And the only other one I've ever seen that was more excited is when they re-released the original Star Wars with the additional CG effects. And I went, oh, opening, yeah. I went opening day to a theater in New York called the Ziegfeld, which at that time was the largest movie theater in New York City. It was huge, huge yeah. theater. It probably fit like two or 3,000 people maybe, something like that. It was sold out for weeks and weeks and weeks. And we bought our tickets months in advance. And um, we went opening night, and when the when the crowd when the lights dropped, and the you know the main theme song came on, people were dressed up. It was just like it was loud, and there was lightsabers and pew pews going all over the place. And then the lights dropped, and like the crowd just like went completely quiet, quiet. And it was like, and then like the twentieth century logo came on, you know, like the didn't yeah yeah. And then when the music kicked in people went bonkers like absolutely bonkers and they were screaming and cheering and like just like i'm even just like getting goosebumps now just thinking about how exciting it was when i heard when i saw the preview for um the new star wars like at the beginning of another movie like i felt this like same way and people were cheering and stuff just at the preview you know yeah (laughs) and uh so um I would say Independence Day for a, an original film. An original film. It's like not a re-release of Star Wars or whatever. Was the most <laughs> excited I've ever seen a movie theater. So unfortunately, from what I could tell, this new Independence Day is garbage. <laughs> it's like garbage garbage? Or like, like straight up garbage. No, like I've, I haven't seen any reviews, but apparently like uh, I believe it's Sony or whoever, Fox maybe has like pretty much put an embargo on it so no reviews could come out before. Like that's always a bad sign. Really? I think yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so, but you know what? I still kind of want to see it. That's the like thing. Like first day? Like this weekend. Oh, is it out this? Oh yeah, you should see it. You should see it. There's no chance in hell people will be cheering at this movie. I just don't feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, to, to read... <laughs> To relive that original, I mean, I was like a, I think I was a senior in high school when it came out or going into my senior year. Um, if I can't remember exactly, I think it was 96. So I think it came out in the summer. So I was, I think I'd maybe had just graduated from high school. Um, it was just like exciting. It was exciting. It was a really good movie too, I thought. Yeah. The White House. I thought so too. Yeah. Oh my God. It was like, yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, so this led me to thinking about, um, Bill Pullman as the president, right? Yeah. And he gives this like great speech at the, at the, right at the very end of the movie. He's like, we will no longer keep make July 4th America's independence day, but it will be earth's 
Independence Day, and, and he gives like gr- that great speech. And I remember people in the crowd just going, "What, Bill Pullman?" <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. And um, and I think I started thinking about who played the best president in movies you know in a movie like if i could think of like who was like one of the best presidents and i put bill pullman up there as one of them as one of the best presidents and so uh i was i I kind of asked you earlier today to think about it and i was thinking about who do you enjoy as some of the best actors who've played a president in a movie is uh jack nicholson was in mars attacks right hey that was pretty good. He was pretty good in that movie. That's pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw a list, like, but I can't think of too many off the top of my head. But so, so here's here's a couple p- presidents that I think. First off, I feel as though, um, not uh, Morgan Freeman has played the president probably fifty times. But like, I feel like here's the presidents. When I think of movie presidents, here are the ones I think of. One. President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. <laughs> yeah. Okay. From Idiocracy. Camacho. <laughs> so good. Um, but also, and I can't remember. Um, uh, what's his face? Um, oh, the guy, uh, President Shroop or whatever, Snoop or Shoop from um, Spaceballs. Mel, Mel Brooks's character. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, I know. That was really good, too. Like, I mean, he was also trying to play the quintessential president. Oh, for sure. But here's another one. Get off my plane. Harrison Ford in Air Force One. That oh, was yeah. A great... Yeah, Air that Force was One, a... that was a really good movie. Yeah, I forgot that, that was, he was the president. Yeah. It's like the whole movie was about the president. Uh, exactly. Um, that was, that is the, that's the best one, I think, so far. I mean, because it's all about him. How many movies are there about just the president? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know. I know one. I know one. The Abraham Lincoln zombie killer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you're going to pick an Abraham Lincoln, like you have to go with Daniel Day-Lewis as Abraham Lincoln in the movie Lincoln. He was was the embodiment of Abraham Lincoln. He even like, he thought so hard about being the president. He grew a mole on his cheek. That's how hard he thought about it. (laughs) I think the That's zombie how, hunter one. I'm gonna have to go with that. I don't remember um, who the actor was. I don't remember either, but I, I don't even think I've actually saw it. But here's another one. It was on TV recently, and I wouldn't have remembered it. In but Kevin Klein in the movie Dave. Have you ever seen Dave? Dave, I didn't see Dave. So Dave is a story about um, Kevin Klein. It's a dual role. Kevin Klein plays the president. The president's like strokes out or something, but they don't want to tell the public that he stroked out. So there's Kevin Klein playing the imper- the presidential impersonator, Kevin Klein, who they bring in to impersonate the president. Yeah. And so he plays the president like, you Ooh. know what I'm saying? Like That's exactly an- like that Korean movie that we watched. Which one was that? Uh, where the like emperor or whatever was sick. And they brought in that other guy to like fill in for him, but the, he was like trying to make him not talk to anyone. Oh, what but was that then, movie like, called? I don't know. It was pretty good though. I think we rated it really well. But it was so exactly too. the same story. Oh, you know who was also really good as president? Tiny Zeus Lister in The Fifth Element. Oh, I didn't. Re- I got to rewatch that. I really like The Fifth Element. 
It seems like it wouldn't stand up, but it was really good. But um, it's polarizing. A lot of people don't like it. Um, James Brolin played George W. Bush in the movie W. I don't know if you've seen that movie, W. Oh, man, he's so good. It's like you're watching George Bush on the screen. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Was that like a documentary type thing? It was like an, it wasn't a documentary, but it was a biopic, but it was like, you know, it was actually, it was directed by Oliver Stone, but it, it, George Bush came off as like likable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really weird. The movie's really good though. I didn't see it. Uh, I want to. Yeah. I want to rewatch the um the TV series. That's my Bush. That's. I don't remember that movie. I, I don't remember. I, yeah, like I was talking about that the other day. I wonder if it's anywhere to stream. I need to check. My goodness. I yeah. you like where did you pull that from? Holy cow! What do you mean? That's my Bush. You're pulling that way out of. Le- well, who was in that movie? Oh no, I mean, that TV, TV show. show. Yeah, I'm, that's what I meant to say. Who was in that TV show? Uh oh, hey, it's on Amazon Digital Services. Um, let's see. Timothy Bottoms, Carrie Quinn Dolan. I don't know who Timothy Bottoms is. I don't know who Timothy Bottoms is either. Essentially, no one. No one was in it. It says it's not available. Ugh. It has all the, the previous things, but it's not available. That's annoying. Well, I'm gonna. Well, I'll come back to that because I need to. That re-reminded me. Thanks. <laughs> That's my bush. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It's probably not that good, but I don't remember. It only had eight episodes. Oh, it was only eight? Yep. Eight episodes, and it, it was uh, eight episodes, one season. It was from 2001 on Comedy Central. Um, so anyway... Uh, some weird stuff happened this week. Like, for instance, the Chekhov, the young actor who who played Chekhov in Star Trek, the oh, new Star yeah, Trek. I know. Movie. Like, I just had heard that he died in a car accident, but you were saying that like it was slightly different than that. It was a car mishap. Yeah, it was like a car mishap where like backed up. It was like some known problem with the Jeep Wrangler, I guess, where it you put it in park, but it doesn't stay in park, and it like somehow like rolled back and pinned him against his gate and the and a cement wall and he died so like that's it's, crazy it's crazy to hear like someone say like oh he died in a car accident but really it's more like a violent car mishap you know i know that's that's sad it is what other uh, craziness um led zeppelin uh found was the jury found that led zeppelin did not still the steal the opening to stairway to heaven the jury found them not guilty of that. Did oh, I that? didn't know that was a thing. I. Um, uh, this is another one. How about this one? Announced a, sh- a new album today. Who I was did? excited who? about that. I pre I pre ordered the record. Who did? Minden, like my favorite band. You. Every week we talk. Every other week you say this is my new favorite band. So I don't even no, know it's who not to new. It's the same one. Minden. They're from. Portland. Okay. Just to be clear, you've said so many times. Unknown uh, Mortal Orchestra. No, that's a um, band I like. It's never been my favorite band. Hmm, hmm. What about that guy who... Cornelius is my other like all-time favorite musician. Okay. 
But <sighs> I don't Minden is my favorite band. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, Minden, Minden, Minden. Um, the Minden Project. Uh, so th- I don't know if you know this, but there's been a like rash of of animals dying because people put animals in weird circumstances to get selfies with them. I didn't and, like the selfie animal death. Like, no, I mean, I know that they had the, like, not a selfie, but they, it, the Olympics thing, they had that cougar or whatever. That was messed up. What's that one? In the background during the Olympic torch ceremony. Oh, I didn't see that. What happened there? So like they just for the torch, it was, it's in Brazil, I think. But they had that, uh, I think it's a cheetah or some sort of large cat. But one of the characters for promoting the um, Olympics was like a cheetah or whatever. And so like they decided to like have a real cheetah in the background of the lighting ceremony thing. But it was just like chained up with a bunch of military guard things like near it. And then like afterwards, like when the cheetah or I wish I knew exactly which kind of cat it was, but when it was at the military base, like in the zoo or whatever, like uh, it like got out of its like cage area, but it's like never, it's not even wild. It's, it was like a 10 year old, but um, it was like getting too close to one of the like keepers or something. And they did tranquilizers, but it didn't stop. So they had to like kill it or whatever is what they said. But then they, they <laughs> apologized and they thought it was messed up to have like a wild animal in chains at the opening to the uh, Olympics like thing. Cause it's like about, that's like totally against what the Olympics is about. I mean, it's just, it's just a, was it, was the, were the chains like the, you know, the interlocking rings of the, the Olympic <laughs> logo. That's right. It is just a chain. No, it was just like a full on, like, you know, metal, like dark colored, like neck thing with like a full on chain. It sounds like people like, make bad Leia. ideas. Yeah. yeah. Slave Leia. <laughs> Slave cheetah. Yeah, slave cheetah. People are going to be dressing up at furry events as the slave cheetah. Yeah. That actually, Um, I mean, besides that it's still sad that it happened, would be not too bad of a Halloween costume. (laughs) (laughs) Olympic slave cheetah. Or this other one that I saw that you had posted about, like the shark, which is the selfie thing that's messed up. But that could also be a good uh, Halloween costume. So, yeah. So I don't know if you know this. This is like happens all the time now where people see animals in the wild and they like pull it out of where it should be. Like there was a situation. There was this like rare baby mini dolphin. I think it was in Brazil as well. If It was like a South American country, I think. Yeah. And uh, they pulled it out of the water just so they could take pictures of it, but they never got it back into the water. So this rare mini baby, this mini dolphin died because they suffocated it because they all wanted pictures of it. So that's yeah. the exact that's the same exact thing that happened with the shark where the people saw the shark and they were just like, "Oh, I want to get a picture of it." So they pulled it out of the water and it died. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm less it's I'm less I don't upset think about the shark. I've ever thought that selfies would have this much of a world impact. I mean, like I, I was like there's always like people like doing stupid stuff when they're doing selfies and like hurting things. <laughs> so I'm re- I'm reading that this was actually at a Hard Rock hotel. Yeah, and they said it was some of the people who worked there who were like, doing yeah, it was it. A, it was the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Punta Cana. Then the shark appears to become tangled. What's he in the ropes of a life ring and thrashes violently, and then it died. I guess. Sad. It's sad. I, it's interesting to think of, like that'd be so funny. I actually, I think the the world's last dodo 
actually died because they <laughs> in a <laughs> rare selfie. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand why you would drag any like I, I don't know. At least it was like sharks are. I mean, they're at least not extinct or whatever. But it's still kind of shitty to do that. I know. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. Just, I feel like it's even dumber than it's for a picture. I think that's like the main part of it. I mean, it's, isn't I like it wasn't even a selfie. <laughs> I'm looking at the picture. It's and the picture is just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Hard Rock employees and one shirtless tourist, all standing next to a, a shark that's been like it's being pinned down in the sand. So like, and they're all like smiling, like, "Hey, yeah, we got this shark." It's just like the weirdest thing. Like, why would you? What, don't mo, don't most people have like water underwater cameras, like GoPros and stuff? Couldn't you just like get it that way? It, it just seems like. Yeah, but then you could get attacked by it. I don't know. And it could get away. I guess. Still, it's not a good reason. I mean, why do you need it in the first place? Like, just take a picture of it in the water. Exactly. So, I got a lot of comments last week about me quizzing you about the the movies like that's because uh, i basically don't know anything so people have fun with it <laughs> people loved it people loved it um but i thought we would flip it this week so um i saw this story that said and i just i all i read was the title and i i put the link in there because i want you to, to quiz me so apparently john cusack the guy oh, yeah. who was in high fidelity and I had trouble um, remembering who it was. The same, the name sounds famous, but like I didn't really know who it was. He's a pretty, I mean, fit, Gross Point Blank, Hot Tub Time Machine, Say Anything. He's been in so many movies, just a ton of movies. Um, yeah. But apparently he's made 17 movies in four years. In the last four years. Really? In the last four years? In the last four years, he's made 17 movies. And That's crazy. And uh, most of them have gone all straight to DVD. Oh, that makes more sense. Um, <laughs> so having thought about this, um, I thought it would be funny if you opened up that article and read the title because they have a list of all the movies. Yeah, I got, I got it. I got it open. So what I want you to do is read the title to me and the actors in the movie and I will try to guess the plot of the movie and then you tell me if I'm correct. The plot? Yeah. Okay, I'll just the, the actors on the front of the cover that it says. Yes. All right, here we go. This is 2013, The Numbers Station with John Cusack and... Uh, Malin Ackerman. Ackerman. I don't know how to say that. Oh, Malin Ackerman. Okay, she's kind of pretty. She was in Watchmen. Um, okay, it's called the Number Station. Yeah. Okay. Rock here's what I think. Thirty-two percent. Oh, thirty-two percent. Okay. Here's what I think it's about. I think John Cusack, Cusack, is yeah. a spy. And Malin Ackerman is a ham radio enthusiast. <laughs> she somehow stumbles upon a number station that's giving out numbers, which is a secret code to bomb a city in Canada. 
and she gets in contact with John Cusack to help thwart the terrorist attack. Uh, I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, that's pretty close. Pretty close. Because uh, Cusack is a CIA agent assigned to protect a code operator. Oh, I could have. I was going to go that route. I was going to go that route. Broadcasting all kinds of spy secrets. Oh. Oh. That's yeah. So I think you got it mostly, actually. I wasn't sure what a number station was. Number station is those like weird radio stations that they still use that are on like really frequencies that you could hear. Yeah. It's like I got it now after like you said it because I've I've heard about them, but. Oh, also, I've, I've realized now because I just looked at the, the, the box art of this poster. I think you yeah. need to help me. You have to help me and give me the, 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 like the, the, the text. For instance, this was, the code has never been compromised. Until oh, yeah. Now. Okay, okay. You have to read that, too. You have to read that, too. 2014. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I, this one I was just reading over it and I was debating whether to give you the, the box art words because I think it could go a lot of different directions if you didn't have it. All right, don't go. Don't give it to me. Don't give it to me. Don't give it to me. But uh, this one is called The Carrier with John okay. Cusack, uh, Rebecca DeCosta, Costa, don't know who that is. and Robert De Niro. Oof. Robert De Niro? Okay. Yeah, I've Robert never, De Niro. I've, I've never heard of this movie. I've never, never heard of this movie. Okay. All right. John Cusack is an everyday sort of guy (laughs) who somehow gets given a package that he has to deliver to Robert De Niro, who is a scientist who has a secret, um, who has a a cure to a disease that uh, Rebecca DaCosta, John Cusack's, Long love lost kind of person gets sick, and so it's a play on words. He gets becomes a carrier, but she's also the carrier. Oh, uh, let's see, it's really long. These description, <laughs> but basically, I was hoping that maybe it would go like disease direction. But like, yeah, the subtext is whatever you do, don't open the bag. and so like basically if he opens the bag he's dead but he has to go to a hotel to like make a drop off and then has encounters a series of off the wall characters that engage him in the back and forth stage play dialogue including oddball crispin glover and pimp sticky fizzer sticky fingers they all mix up in a very simple assignment because there's a twist coming, but sadly it's unfulfilling and completely ridiculous. Weirdly, the story itself isn't Wait. too far away from uh, Cusack's earlier motel scenario, uh, scenario concept, Thrilly Identity. I don't know. That Did I you know. just give away another movie that I was Identity? His other movie was that I, one I of think the it's old, I guess. So I was thinking Crispin Glover is also in Hot Tub Time Machine. I wonder if they met on this movie and like he brought him onto but it was uh all of these names are dumb 
Okay. Yeah, I'm just, so just going to pick random ones. Okay. Like, this one's uh, 2014. It's just called Reclaim. Reclaim? Take That's what's it. yours. Okay. And it's in right. John Cusack, Ryan uh, Felipe, Rachel Leferve, and Jackie Weaver. Okay. John Cusack is a... Um, John Cusack somehow gets his identity stolen and the bank forecloses on his house and takes away his, his dog yeah. and all of his property. And he has, he's bent on revenge for the people who have stolen his identity. And, he, and in the end, he gets not only his identity back, but his girlfriend. Hmm. No, that's pretty different. <laughs> It is uh, help, like helping to run a scam that fools rich people into thinking they're adopting kids from other countries on the up and up only to snatch them back and move on after they've pilfered every penny from the rich, desperate pockets. But this Whoa. time, he messed with the wrong couple. Ryan, Felipe, and wife Rachel aren't going to quite give so easily to get rid of because they're already been through hell and back. Oh boy. I would have known that's that's to go through even more shit to keep hold of the kid they came for. That's ridiculous. It's a a great movie. Hell, it might not even be a particularly good one, but it's watchable. Trash. Give Give me a couple more. Give me a couple more. Okay. There's like two more. This one's okay. also like this one doesn't even have any text on the cover. 2012, John Cusack, Jennifer Carpenter, The Factory. The Factory. Hmm. Okay. John Cusack is a shady investment banker, much like the Wolf of the Wall Street guy, who creates you a. Gotta hot- it, you got to do it in the movie voice. Sorry. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. In the world of financial <laughs> institutions, John Cusack is a man, a man hell-bent on taking what is his through all means necessary. He's willing to dupe the rich, the poor, and even his own mother to get his way and his girl. Interesting. That's it. That's the plot. Uh, I think it's different. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and by the way, folks, I have not. I have honestly no idea. What, like, I'm literally making this up on the fly. Zero prep I know, work it's here. Pretty good. Yeah. So apparently, it's a cop who's. Wait, what was it even called? Reclaim the was factory. No. Oh, the factory. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> the cop who has been chasing a particular serial killer for a long time. The killer picks up girls off the street, and then his laces victim is Cusack's daughter. So he needs to finally catch up uh, to this monster before he uh, catches a permanent case of the deaths. Suddenly, months of what he has been only imagining must have been the worst place police work ever on his part in the, I know right yeah that's dumb in the rear view and he's putting the puzzle pieces of evidence together quickly from David Cage on the uh some I don't why is it called the factory 
Uh, that makes no sense to me. Maybe Are that's where like for the bad boy because it's running with a signature. Yeah, no, I don't understand why it's called the factory at all. Wow, that's terrible. I didn't even come that close is... on that one. Yeah, that one is like not. And so this is the last one on this list, which maybe is. Um... This is. I mean, I guess it's a good name. I didn't read what it's about yet, but it's called John Cusack, Thomas. Jane, Jane, yeah, I think it's Jane. There's a line through it. I can't tell. In Drive Thomas Hard, Jane. Thomas, Thomas Jane is an actor. He is a man. Drive Hard. It's called Drive Hard. It's called Drive Hard. Okay. All right. I'm gonna think he's out like, of the box. He's wearing sunglasses. Okay. All right. Shiny, so I, like aviator sunglasses. I mean, I'm hearing like the idea here that it's kind of a play on. Die Hard. Yeah, that's so, what the thing says too. So I'm gonna say Drive Hard is Nokatami has got out of Nokatami Tower from Drive Die Hard is now in the car business. Yeah. Okay. And East German terrorists have planted bombs in let's say two dozen cars around the United States and John Cusack is in one of those cars and he has to drive hard to defeat Thomas Jane who has a terrible East European accent (laughs) to save not only his family, but the United States itself. Interesting. I like yours better. It is. It says, uh, we've got the bank robber Cusack deciding to take retired race car driver and unfulfilled driving instructor Thomas Jane hostage to be his optimal getaway drivers. Jane, uh, her rocking the look of a man who has just purchased the best dire straight on CD and is definitely considering putting down a deposit on an Audi TT is a, is uh, in the next few months. Obviously he's not happy about it. I, yeah, that's not a, I don't know. Kidnapping good drivers. Rotten tomato, not- 8%. 8%. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a movie get 8%. Yeah, it has 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It's better than 8%. That's 43%. It looks pretty bad. Wow, that is But that's all of them on this list. I don't know anything. Yeah, he's going downhill. I wonder if he made any money on that. I mean, he must have, right? He can't not make money when you're in a movie. I think he has tax problems, is what I think. And he's just like making as many movies as he possibly can to pay his tax bills off. You think so? I don't know. Isn't that what Wesley Snipes did? I have no idea. I mean, is it just because they didn't pay their taxes before? Yeah, something like that. They were going to put him in jail, but he, so he was like just making movies to pay off his taxes. <laughs> um, speaking weird. of movies, I saw Deadpool finally. Have you seen Deadpool? Oh, yeah, I, liked, I like. I thought Deadpool was pretty good. Um, did you think it was? What did you like? What was your overall thoughts? Like, what you know, I know it's you probably haven't watched it in a while. What, what did you think? 
Uh, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I liked the soundtrack, and um, I thought that the I like the wackiness of it. I like that it didn't. It wasn't that serious, and it it wasn't. It was. I feel like some of the bloodiness and like crushing stuff like was a little like gr- like not. They did it too much. Gratuitous. But, like, overall, over the I top? thought it was pretty good. Um, there was a couple things I liked. There was a couple things I didn't like. Um, so uh, w- one of the things I did like was the scene where he goes to the mansion at the very end of the movie, and he he's like, "Wow, it's a big house. Why do I don't know why I ever see any of the other X Men kind of thing." I think like the X Men jokes that he made were really funny. Um, must not have had the budget to bring in any other characters in the movie, or um. <laughs> When he's like, you know, Xavier really wants you to, which one? Is it, you know, the bald one or the one with the hair kind of thing? You know, like, yeah, I know. like I mean, there was a lot of like just jokes about movies. Like, I thought that they did that really good. I but love I the opening comics, and I think that that was in the comics, it was a main part, right? Uh, you know, he's he is more humorous in in the comics and i don't know if you know this but i i used to i used to collect comic books and leonard one of our viewers we this is when deadpool just started its run it's like first main run we would go every wednesday every month to get our deadpool comics and uh although he may not remember that i actually recently sold my deadpool comics i probably what? shouldn't have i sold them like two years ago they're probably worth like triple what that what i sold them for because i didn't sell i sold them pretty much for cover price yeah. um but like um i used to deadpool was like one of my favorite um so how do you think it stood up to the comics um it it was very close it was very close i think they may have changed the origin of him because if i remember correctly in the comic book he was i thought they like somehow got some healing something or other from wolverine and then put it in him huh I for that's what I remember, but that's not what they did in the comic book. Um, yeah, no, I mean in the movie, you mean right? In the, in the movie, yeah. Um, and I don't, and I believe like in the comic book, if I'm not mistaken, like he's like has a kid now or something. Like I don't, and I don't know where that stands in because I don't remember that at really at all. But the yeah. whole conflict of him not wanting to see his girlfriend, I kind of do remember that a little bit. It's been a really long time. And they yeah. kind of like, they played up the Canadian angle a lot more in the comic book because he is Canadian. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And you said it in the comic book. I really like how they are explaining um, why he had a red suit. That was cool. So you could see the blood. Yeah, cause, yeah, because yeah, he bleeds a bunch. And like, they went through that whole thing, like, because it looked gross. Yeah, so I'm wondering because I remember. So I believe his first appearance was New Mutants '98, and I remember at the time you could buy a New Mutants '98 for like ten bucks. Let's see yeah. what eBay. Let's see what eBay has to say about New Mutants '98. What do you think? What do you think is worth now? A hundred dollars. No, I have no idea. <laughs> New Mutants '98. Here we go. Let's see. Okay. Whoa. Damn. A a a nine point six New Mutants professionally graded Deadpool is worth it. It has a price of three hundred and ninety nine dollars. Did you have that one? No, I didn't. I never bought it, but I probably could have bought it for. Oh, this one. Someone's selling this one for seven hundred fifty, seven hundred twenty five dollars. So look up one that you had, like first first issue or something. Well, that's a good idea. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, That's crazy. Um, 
I think I have this one though, the Amazing Spider-Man number three hundred. Yeah, I have that one. I think somewhere. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see, Deadpool number one. But I I know they released it. I think they relaunched it again. Wait, is there any way to tell it's original? Are there serial numbers? Yeah, nineteen ninety seven is the one. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah, I didn't sell for this. Mine was pure mint condition. Yeah. Right now, one that's professionally graded in 9.4, which is probably close to what mine was in, $115. Damn. What's cover price? Oh, like seven? Oh, no. Oh, man. Someone's... Ha- oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a mistake. What a mistake I made. Pretty that's much right. every- you got You got your value out of the enjoyment. It's true. I can't believe it's I mean, over. I like that person who's buying it for $100, they don't get to be waiting in line every Wednesday to pick up the comic and be excited to read it. They wish that they had that. It's true. It's true. I, I mean, for sure, I could have probably sold this for 50 bucks, even though it's not. I'm looking here, like some of these aren't rated. They aren't like professionally graded and they're still 100 bucks. So what a bummer. What a bummer. What anyway. does professionally graded mean? You send it. You so you send it to out to this professionally graded thing, and they have industry standards. Yeah. Okay. And then they they assign it a rating, and um, and then it gets into a registry, and it has like all of this information up on the top. Like you know, it gives the grading. It tells you when it was graded. It has a serial number, so you can look in the registry, kind of thing like that. You have to. How much does that cost? You have to send it somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, well, if you go some places, they actually have uh, like if you go to a comic book convention, sometimes yeah. they they they'll be there, so you could get it graded on site, or you could drop it off and they'll grade it and then give it back to you. Um, yeah. I don't know how much. Well, it's, it's, like see. the grading, like I mean, if you open it up after that, is it like sealed or something? Yeah, it's sealed. That's even yeah, more let's... dumb because you can't open it. Like then you're just having it to have it. You can't crack it. You can't crack it. If you crack it, then it's no longer. Um, that's crazy. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to find. I'm looking at it. It's called Certified Guarantee Company (CGC). Um, so a basic book from ni- 1975 to present costs eighteen dollars to grade. Eighteen dollars? Huh? Yeah. Could you do it with anything? Like, could I like have an old dictionary and just get it rated? That's a great question. I don't know. Uh, this is about comic grading tiers, but I'm assuming they have other. But you said books, so I mean, I just it'd be kind of cool uh, to well, just get some books rated just for no reason. Well, they do the same thing for. Um, they do the same thing for baseball, like cards and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And, that makes and, more sense because you can't like you can enjoy it just as much being in a plastic thing. Yeah. So like if you were to look up like you know a graded a professionally graded like really expensive magic card. Yeah. Their values are way more expensive, and I think also like the registry of it. Like so, if you let's say there's like I don't know, you could look in the registry, and I and I could be mistaken, and someone could correct me if I'm, I'm if I'm wrong, but like you could look in the registry and see exactly how many. Um, of any given comic there is. 
So you you if you have like the only one the only comic of that one at that level, that means yours is way more valuable than any of the other ones. Does that yeah, make sense? so like you can like yeah the registry part of it like you're saying that makes sense. Yeah, it's and, and people I know there's been times where people get unhappy with their rating, so they crack it. And when I mean crack it, they they just pop it out of the the, the plastic because they don't want the rating that it was given. Well, it's still on the registry, though. Then, right? It's still on the registry, but then your card, you, since it's not, it's not in the plastic anymore. It's no longer beholden to that rating, so they could sell it for whatever they want. I, I think that used to happen a lot with magic. I remember it happening with magic cards and baseball cards a lot when I was like younger, where people yeah. would send in a card that thought it was rated higher than eight point two or whatever or seven point five, so yeah. they would crack it and resubmit it and see if they could get a higher rating. Yeah, it makes sense. Because it kind of sets the price, right? Yeah, it sets, exactly. It sets the price. Um, anyway, I like Deadpool. I, th- I thought it was pretty good. It was it was re- sort of refreshing to have an R-rated superhero movie. Um, I really, I also really like the opening scene where they gave generic names to the characters, like Quirky Sidekick or whatever. You know, like <laughs> that was, like I feel like yeah, the 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 end was like that too. It was pretty good. Did, so, did you watch? Did you watch the very? Did you watch after the credits? I did. I watched because there was like two, right? Well, the one, the very, very one at the very, very end was actually a play on uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, where he's in a bathing, he's in um, he's in a robe coming out of the shower. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I don't know if you've ever watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I that, did, but that, I don't think I watched the end thing. Yeah, it was. A, it, that's what they played at the end of Ferris Bueller's Day Off after the credits, and I was thinking about like modern day kids nowadays who would yeah. not get that. They wouldn't get that reference at all. Like they probably <laughs> think that, that was like some sort of new thing. Like, but it's new... so good. So, I mean, it yeah. works. Um, I don't know if you know this uh, fresher, but we're part of a podcast network. Did you know that? Ooh, podcast network. Those are, it's... those are in I here. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we're no panoply, but Hey, <laughs> we're the soon to be named network. And you know, who's in that soon to be named network. We got, who is it? shows such as long box heroes podvocacy prodigal sons profane arguments uh primed effective puzzle warriors three frankly it's a bunch of bearded white people talking about stuff that you may like such as video games pop culture star trek atheism news if you want to check any of these shows out go to the soon to be named network.com where all of the latest episodes can be found Whoop whoop! That was pretty good. Also, um, freshroomparlance.com or just search Freshroom Parlance on Facebook or the internet, and we're around. You can check us out. We have 103 episodes. I feel like some of the 70s in there are really good. <laughs> if you, I would say, um, just listen to them all and then give us your feedback. I mean, frankly. <laughs> yeah. If you could just uh, listen to him and get back to us, that'd be great. <laughs> the only one I would skip is episode number one. Yeah, number one is not. We should just take it off. We should like uh, just replace it with like uh, some sort of like Rickroll thing or you know some sort of thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, so yeah, I think this was the first one. We went back and you roast it or like something yeah. like that. Yeah. Jokes on you, idiot. 
<laughs> so um, I think that about does it. Do you have anything you want to add? Any birthdays you want to throw out there? Um, I don't think so. I can't think of any. I'm being horrible to the people who had birthdays, but... <laughs> it was Father's Day. Oh, yeah, it was. Fa- I think I mentioned that last time. I don't know. I'm just saying. It was Father's Day. Yeah, it was Father's um, Day. Happy Father's Day, people. I, I haven't even talked to my dad yet, so I am a terrible son. <laughs> dad, if you're listening, happy Father's Day. The chances of that happening are slim to slim none. To none. But, uh, so this is Parlance saying, sayonara, muchachos. And this is Fresher saying, later, taters. Thank mm-hmm. you.